Welcome to Dave Talk Some More, a podcast at the intersection of humor and, you know. Hey, I'm your host, Dave, and together we'll explore a riveting world of mundane topics with unparalleled indifference. So get ready for a riveting journey through, you know, I mean, whatever. This <coughs> is Dave Talk Some More. All right, far out. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thrilled to say it is now show number 10. I never thought that we would hit this mark. If we don't crash and burn in the next 59 minutes, we'll actually get through 10 episodes. I feel good about that. We didn't get through 10 episodes before I coughed right in the <laughs> theme song. Yeah, well. Thing. But what's, what's worse, the theme song or a grown man coughing? Well, as long as you don't turn your head while you do it, you're going to be okay. We always start with a little bit of show talk. It's been a weird week as far as the show goes because you've got two crusty old farts who really don't know much about technology or social media or anything. And suddenly we're seeing ourselves on TikTok and Facebook and maybe Instagram and I'm not sure what else. And I have to say, I find it to be a little bit disconcerting. I'm not complaining, but it's it sounded it, like complaining. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I'll put it like this. When the first reel that, that, that got posted was you, I felt good about it. One of them, it turns out was me. And of course, because I'm the way that I am, I thought, my God, is my face really that fat? Forget about what I said or the content or anything. I literally took a picture of it to inspire me to stop eating garbage because I thought, my God, is that really how I look? To have a face like that every day, that, that's literally what my take was. Such a girl. No wonder you brought up Barbie movie last time. <laughs> Wow. So, uh, look, starting off right. Are, are, you, are you sure right you want to go right out of the bat. Uh, Yeah. Are you sure you want to go back into last week's topics? Because I got them all here. I got them all in the show notes. We're, we're, we can we can go back there. We're moving along. Or or we can move along. I can say happy birthday. Congratulations. Do you want to share the number, or do we just want to say happy birthday? Thank you for the happy birthday. <laughs> do, you, do you feel old? Yes. Do you feel older? Yes. Feel broke down? Yes. How's you, how are you sleeping? I mean, I'm old, though. So, you know, I mean, this is kind of you know we, the last topic we talked about last week was the the colonoscopy. So, yeah, I know. I, I swear to God, up. I cannot. Believe <laughs> you I did. cannot believe within four minutes. <laughs> it's well, obsessed with it. I don't know. That Wait, I, can we? Is it too late to change the show title? I, I do not want to be labeled. As being obsessed with colonoscopies, but I'll just note that that's kind of a bro. No, your colonoscopy. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Well, it's it's a kind of a metric to determine the age. Is all I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm fifty. Um, I turned fifty one. I tried to squeeze in that colonoscopy at age fifty because the doctor told me to. So that's I turned fifty one. So I'm I'm old and I feel it. Well, let, yeah. Let me offer you a different metric, which is the how are you sleeping question which is that that's going to be foremost on your mind for you know until the day you die is going to be how can i sleep how can i get some more sleep and you're going to start doing the old guy i'm just just a prediction you're going to start doing the old guy thing called 
you go to bed at nine o'clock or eight o'clock because you're just so exhausted, which is sad. And then you're going to wake up. And I mean, wake up where if only you could, you could do brain surgery. I mean, you were that alert and awake at 2 a.m. And then it's going to be, how long is it going to take for me to fall back asleep? And the answer is about 90 minutes before it's time to wake up. That that will be, and and it will be the sweetest best sleep ever, and then your phone or whatever your alarm clock is goes off, and you're gonna feel like somebody hit you over the head with a hammer. So, get get ready for that. That that's that's the treat awaiting you. Really? Yeah. Now, at at some point, you get you get thrown in into the age thing. The also you have to go pee a couple of times a night which makes it even better because now you're kind of shuffling over to the bath, to, to the toilet and going, please God, don't wake up. Don't wake up. Don't wake up. Don't wake up. And you just kind of do what you have to do. Get back to bed. Please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. And you kind of feel sluggish and then you get back in bed, you lie down and you're like, God, I'm wide awake. So this this is my prediction for your futures. Is this based upon your personal lived experience? experience? Absolutely, this is my lived personal experience, and the old people that I know. It's the conversations about health, which this is also the conversations old people have. Oh yeah, as I'm now demonstrating, turn into conversations about sleep. How did you sleep? Oh, who's your GI doctor? I use so, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's sad. I mean, I've actually had that conversation, uh, here recently. It, it's, it, you know, the ages of, you know, it, it doesn't even make any sense. Cause I mean, literally we're sitting here talking about Barbie movies and, and the greatness of Braveheart and all these are, you know, the timeless topics, yeah. timeless topics, but they're, you know, and, and, and you're going to the gym and all that kind of stuff or. Or, you know, real men watching you slide down hills and stuff in your little 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 sports car, which again Which was not a minivan. Right. Well, true <laughs> enough. And I had a minivan back in the day, by the way. That's a whole other story that we might not get into. But, you know, all those things were emblematic of a of a brain that doesn't realize that you're old. I mean, like my brain still feels young. I mean, I, I'll go to the gym and challenge my 20 year old son to bench press yeah. and I will, I will win, but I'll be dying the next day. I mean, I'll be killed, you know, just dying of pain, but it's because my, my brain doesn't realize I've, I've, I've actually gotten old here. It's it's quite, actually, this is really depressing podcast. <laughs> well, I just, just depressing. Yeah. I, I, let me complain about something or talk about how I hate Leonardo DiCaprio or something. Well, I. Yeah, plenty of show notes to talk about to, for yeah. things to complain You're about. Crank me up, and I'm in. But here's the thing that I've noticed is in my mind and my outlook and even my habits, I'm about 35 years old. Right. You know, you have that much experience. You're not really trying to figure out how things work and how the world works. You know, you know how to deal with the mechanic and the bank and, and the doctor, and you know how to get a loan and you know what to do if the air conditioner goes out, you know, all the, all the, how to become an adult, you've pretty much got that figured out. And then you spend the rest of your life just kind of filling in the, uh, you know, the fine details. And, you know, I've been a, 59 years old, so I've, I've been filling in the fine details for 
20. <laughs> really? Wow. It um, makes you feel any better. I, I made the same sound, but in my head. I didn't do it out loud. I'm like, damn, that's old. But I mean, all right. <laughs> oh, now I said it out loud. I'm yeah, I've got a brutal studio audience here. This is oh. killing me. So, well, at least when you gave me a view of the future earlier, uh, it, you gave it yeah, way yeah, out in the yeah, future. Yeah, you you have <laughs> eight years. Yeah, eight eight plus years to look for. And I'll give you at the tender young age of fifty one oh. the same advice that I give to my kids who are in their late twenties, which is if you know the sooner you start establishing the habits that I wished I had established. Yep. I mean, I'm paying for it. Yep. And you know, to start now saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. It's brutally hard for me because I, I, I never cut that groove. I told my son that he actually for, for once listened that exact same thing. I, I really didn't get into a routine of going to the gym and lifting weights or anything like that till well later, later on. And he's 20 and he's finally, he's gotten yeah. into it and he goes four or five times a week, takes all his protein, you know, has his routine of lifting weights. And I mean, he's, you know, he's got it down and it'll, it'll almost certainly be a lifelong groove cut for him to, if, stay if, in. if you can maintain that after you get married, after you start yeah. your career, I, in, I will say that it, it'll be tougher once his will yeah. to live has been extinguished. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, that's the marriage reference. Well, yeah. Spe- speaking of speaking of the will to live being completely extinguished, we had a we had a request from the studio audience. Uh, that the, I, I and we to, wish we could get all the studio audience in here, but we only have yeah, room for we, fifty. Yeah, and so sorry for those who couldn't make it. Well, one one of the reels, for one of a better word, that that I got was from this, I take her to be a psychologist or marriage counselor. I'm not sure what she is. She's a stunningly attractive British woman. And she has oxymoron. Yeah. She, well, well, I don't think she's like the English Rose. I, I think she's like, has a middle Eastern background, really good looking woman, very well spoken, got that British accent. And her, her shtick is she talks about relationships and the dynamics between men and women and is, I think what a lot of people would be, would consider to be not romantic, pretty pessimistic and talks about, here's what women want from men. When a woman is treating you in such a way, you know, believe her. And I think she thinks of relationships as mostly transactional <clears throat> which you know, I don't I don't know how you feel about how many relationships are transactional versus oh I really love you I really care about you but anyway the so the request that came in was you guys know a lot about divorce and marriage at least from a professional perspective well, and a personal but well you know I don't know how much you want to go into the personal perspective I have plenty I, of thoughts from the I will, professional I will, perspective I will steer clear of the, uh, the of the personal yes but the, the 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 original question was it's true that or, or the the position that was handed to me anyway was it's true that marriage is just a scam for women to take advantage of men you can't convince me otherwise you should be able to leave leave your wife whenever you when whenever that that's the right time for you 
I may be where did stating this, it where a little broadly. view of marriage come from? From the, from the studio audience. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I have a hard time. Right. Okay. Oh, oh, well, somebody, can somebody hand that man a microphone? Uh, we have somebody in our studio audience that wants to chime in. You want, you want yeah, to state? Hold on. I'm coming. Yeah. State the hypothesis a little, a little okay. clearer. Hey, it's a uh, great. Thanks for letting me come. This is a great, great show. I've, I've watched all 10 episodes so far, nine episodes. No, my stance was, I feel as though their marriages statistically fail 55% of the time. On top of that, 75%, and these are statistics, these are not opinions, 75% of marriages wind up with one of the one of the people in the relationship being miserable and being there solely for a family reason or because they don't want to give all of their money to their partner. So 75% of marriages of this institution wind up in failure. I don't and, I don't. and therefore what? And therefore and and the the worst part is society tells us if if two people are in a relationship, right? And and everything is going great, but they don't want to get married. What does society say? Society says, "Oh, what's wrong? What's what's wrong? There must be something wrong with the relationship." Instead of, "Oh, no, these people just love each other and they don't want to get the government involved in their relationship." But society says, "No, no, 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 there's something wrong with the marriage." Yes. Oh, yes, you're not you're not going to sway me on this. So, to me, I feel as though and I'm just an audience member. Security. <laughs> Please get this. Man. Marriages are complete BS. And and I didn't say anything about I, I wasn't commenting on what this lady's position was. I was commenting on the fact that statistically marriages wind up failing 75% of the time. So why would you put yourself at risk for that misery? Do, do you want to take first shot at this? Well, I mean, it's it's a big easy target well I mean, why don't you go first <clears throat> okay uh first first of all this the statistic that 75 percent of marriages end in failure is way too low i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna say it's probably oh, wow. closer to 90 percent because it's i'm gonna have to know, clean all this up yeah divorce, you know the divorce rate is about 50 percent uh, you know i won't try to get to an and exact that's misleading number. as well but it is. Uh, well, yeah, it's hugely misleading. Right. Not um, that high. Right. Go ahead. Right. And, but also, you have to define, in any debate, you have to define your terms. And to define a failed marriage assumes that there's only two kinds of marriages, which is failed marriages and successful marriages. And if I were to say a successful marriage is where both people are really happy that they're married, and if they had it all to do over again, would would still do it? How many of those walking around marriages? And and let's put a time limit on it because people that just got married, I'm, I'm not going to give them a vote in that election. So you know, what shall we say? Five years, ten years, fifteen years, five five years. Okay. Well, then I I clear that bar. I I would say the walking around number. Let, in fact, let me change that to seven years because you, you've heard of the seven-year itch, sure. yes? Okay. 
that is a real thing. I, I, I have a professional viewpoint of that. Seven-year itch is absolutely a real thing. And so people who have cleared that, who have cleared the seven-year number and are still happily married that do it all again with this person, I'm going to say is 10% or less. That, that's, a, that's a brutal number. Which, which by that definition would mean that 90% of marriages end in failure. Okay. So I'm, I'm granting you kind of a, a part of your argument. I'm going to completely reject the idea that society forces people who don't want to get married to get married. That was true 50 years ago and at all times before then. <clears throat> you know, if, if you read – I'm not going to get into that, but it it, it definitely we're not going to get into reading. Yeah, this yeah, show. yeah. It you know, definitely the yeah. pre the pressure was unstoppable. Not not just if you were in love with somebody, but if you were single, and especially if you were a woman, you well, absolutely most, you most absolutely of human history marriage was absolutely transactional or born out of necessity. Yeah, we're going back to you know clan times all the way to a pre-industrial revolution where look you if you want not to, if you'd like to survive the winter <clears throat> or you would not like to get drug off by the other other tribe and placed into involuntary sexual servitude, guess what? You get married. And, and so it's, it's foundations in many cases, not all that that's a broad stroke there, but was transactional or just, you know, necessity. Yeah. And, and that, that creates pretty deep cultural roots in a a successful marriage for a long time is one where your husband doesn't kill you. Right. That, yeah, congratulations. That was a success. Uh, that's and kills the people who want to kill you or right. provide sustenance so you don't die. Yeah, so you ha- you have to get into the 1800s before people really started addressing the argument of why should I be married to somebody that I don't that I don't particularly want to be married to. And Daniel, the argument that you just raised, Thomas Hardy raised that in Jude the Obscure, which which was a late. 1800s novel, hugely controversial because he was making exactly the arguments that you that you were making. He was making it from the husband's perspective of all these women are are leeches, and we should be able to get rid of them if we wanted to. And he was making that right next to Catholic Ireland, which if you had any kind of relations with a girl to say you would be fired from your job if you did not get married to her to preserve her honor and the honor, you, you know, if you worked at the bank and you dated a girl, you had to get married to the girl and the bank would fire you because we can't have those kind of people working here that date women and don't get married to them, treat them honorably. Those cultural roots of you, you have to do right by women and you have to get married to them and women have to get married to protect themselves. Those go incredibly deep. And the idea that came about in the late 60s and 70s was to ignore all that and pretend that that doesn't exist and say, the only thing that matters is, do you want to be married anymore? And it has taken 50 years to catch up to that incredibly new, incredibly modern idea that women can take care of themselves. They can enter the job market. They can earn their own living. They don't need any man to, to take care of them. I don't, I don't, but do you think all those are a good thing? 
let let me put a pin in in that and not answer it and, and and just say that 50 years ago it was absolutely true that still these old cultural roots of ma'am you you have to get married you're a weirdo if you don't that was true then yeah. i don't know that many young women now who don't enough to know how they feel about it, but I don't see the pressure to get married. And my proof to you of that is that most people in their twenties aren't getting married. They're not. And people who are successful and educated aren't having kids until their thirties. The thought of having kids in your twenties among educated professional people is I'm absolutely not going to do that. So I'm I'm not going to buy the idea that you're pressured into getting married. Well, I mean, obviously, and I agree with it. I think there's really two. There's a macro view of the marriage issue and, and a micro one. I think on on a personal or an individual level, and look, this is this is coming from somebody and I'm not exclusive company here on that, has been well, has gone through their own divorce as well as been a part of thousands professionally. Yeah, yeah professionally that I think, I think that yeah, there is a lot of divorces, and on individual basis, it it is a it is fraught with danger and uh, potential failure. But is is still a, a worthy endeavor. I think it, even the divorce rates, just just you know how many marriages this year versus how many divorces. But if you dig deeper in the numbers, the the, the time the numbers would bear out that multiple. The same individuals get divorced multiple, multiple times and kind of inflate that number yeah. that it's not really like, you know, for every hundred marriages, 50 are done or gone and by divorce. But some, but it's still not a great success rate. And there's certainly plenty of folks that are, that are miserable, but I do think it's a, it's a worthy endeavor on, on an individual level that I, I, I think shouldn't just be cast aside as some some horrible institution. On a macro level, as far as the structuring of a society and the keeping the fabric of society orderly, the rearing of children for a functioning society going forward, I think it's essential. And I think the breakdown of it is very, very negative. There's, there's two ways you can really judge the health of a country, and that is traffic and marriage traffic yeah like you're talking about traffic like car traffic right you can tell if a country is a well organized highly functioning productive country just go out there and check the traffic out you know go to you know costa rica or uruguay and it's katie bar the door i mean nobody but if you go to like in the united states everybody obeys traffic laws People go here and there, and it is literally, literally a function of how well that overall society has been organized. Same way with the, with with the this institution of marriage, as it frays, the less organized and and less uh, of an ability to not fray. It is, I think, absolutely essential, at least in a modern society. But even if you go back to, to clan days or small groups, living, villages or whatever, back in whatever, that it was central to the ability of that individual society, big or small, to cohesively 
navigate you know, the world. It is the smallest structure that creates a bigger structure. It's almost like the molecule body. So I, I am a fan, and I, th- I think a fan uh, overall that it is a positive and essential element of the world today. Well, let, let me the end. I guess that's two pins I need to throw in that. You know, something I, I would say on, on the macro level about marriage is everybody knows the statistics. Everybody knows about failed marriages. Since I reject the idea that people get married because they were forced into it, that raises a question. Well, if marriage is such a terrible institution, why are so many people getting married? And the only answer I can come up with is because they want to. And you want to get married because you're optimistic and you feel like this is the person that I absolutely want to spend the rest of my life with. I want to have kids with them. I want to everything that I do in life. I don't want to do it without that person. And marriage is the institution that, if I can use the religious word, sanctifies the idea of I'm going to, I want to be with that person and I want them with me. And I understand we can get a divorce. We can sign a prenup, but, but there is just something about it that living together does not have the, the same secret sauce as, you know, that, that, that little piece of paper, like they used to call it in the seventies. We don't need that little piece of paper. Well, there's something about that little piece of paper, even now, even with the ability to what rip is that it to little pieces. piece of paper? I mean, what what um, is a marriage it? certificate? I know, but I mean, what 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 well, is I, it? What is it about that? Yeah, what is it? Because I, I honestly, I ask that because I don't actually know. I think I think as as the ability to jump out of relationships has gotten so much easier and particularly with social media making it so easy if all you care about is a casual hookup easy if all you care about is a date easy if all you want to do is just to hang out with somebody it's never been easier in the history of our culture to do that and to say not interested in any of that all i want is you that's that's make into and, and to say that publicly I, I, that is i think unusual now and it it signifies an enormous commitment now more than ever it signifies an enormous commitment and if that's how you feel about somebody and they feel that way about you it is the most natural thing in the world to say, I want to get married to you. So, you know, going back to the idea of why do people do it? You know, because they want to do it. And why, why did they get out of marriage? Same reason, because they can't stand, they, they can't stand the thought of it anymore. Is marriage, is a bad marriage miserable? I can't think of a whole lot of, of things that don't involve torture and prison that are worse than being in a bad marriage. It, it is a god awful thing to say. I want to work until eight o'clock every night because when I go home, it's like going home to a prison. Which is, I've had countless clients describe their marriage as prison jail. I can I can hear the 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 slam of the jail door shut behind me every time that I go home. I, how many? I mean, you were in private practice. How many? clients did you have say things like that all of them right they wouldn't be in the office if they didn't yeah it is 
you know, and then, then the question comes up, is it a good thing or a bad thing to stay together for the sake of the kids? Uh, that, that's, that is, you want to talk about an unresolved question in divorce world. And I can argue it both ways. And we've added a lot of equipment in this, this place, but we're, the bar is the one that we have not added. This conversation makes me want to drink. I mean, where, 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 where is it? And I, I've, I, okay. I agree with Daniel now or the or studio audience. So I'm PTSD. Okay. Oh my God. All right. Well, we can, we can move on to a, to a completely new idea. That whole jail cell conversation. Yeah, I mean, I heard it, it in my head. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a little too real. It's a little too on the point. I mean, there's just nothing like sitting mm. with somebody knowing that they're seething with hatred toward and, and, you know, there's, there's no way out because what are you going to do about the kids or what are you going to do financially? Cause you know, those, those divorce judges, they got, then they have unlimited uh, discretion. Yeah. It feels like, and they just say, here, ma'am, take all of his money. Yeah. You know, it's the law. Why do y'all do, why do y'all do that? All right. <laughs> So yeah, but e- equity day. Equity. equity. Well, well, we can we can jump off of that brutal topic. I don't know why. Look, that that well, the was studio not, audience is to blame. Yeah, that that was absolutely not my idea of uh, what we were going to open with at all. I was going to talk. That was your idea. That's exactly what I simply sent a TikTok, yeah. and you said we're opening with that. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, moving no, on. No, that wasn't my idea. So, but but I will say this: to get off of that topic and to not make a very smooth transition, I, I am proud of our studio audience because every time we walk in here, there's more equipment, there's more lights, there's no, there's more video cameras. You you must not have any other hobby other. You're up to fourteen podcasts. Did I see? That's right. Okay, well, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, you know, what you need to do is you ought to have like a, a 15, 20 second spot that we could play in the middle of the show so that you could, oh. so that you could encourage people to do their own podcast. Oh, you mean like some sort of like advertisement or something like that? Is that too much to ask? Well, I, I think I might have something right here. <laughs> it's, Are you ready to launch your podcast with ease? Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest, from recording to distribution on all major platforms. Whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591. And start your podcast journey today. Now, now, hold on now. I said last week that if we ever did that right, like flawlessly, that we'd be disappointed. <laughs> Call her me disappointed. That actually worked. No, no. I, <laughs> I was, you, you, you jumped in before I said, before what I was going to say, which is, I say it every week because every week it's true. The transition into that commercial Sucks. It is, it is so artificial. 
we've we've really got to work on it. But you're right; it'd be a sad day if we if we ever just nailed it down and it landed perfectly. Well, Lord have mercy. I thought we just did. No, a, a tear to the corner of my eye. <laughs> oh, pretty we, close, man. Pretty no, close. We, did, we didn't. We came up. That was a long oh, way from fine, sticking fine, the landing. Fine, that's fine, like fine. that's like in the Olympics, and they do the triple flip, and and they're supposed to stick the landing. Instead, they they fall on their hands and knees and they sprain their ankle and they have to get carried off. That's what that transition I, was. I hate ice skating. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Such a stupid thing. Well, let, let me, let me get back into your wheelhouse, which is old, old curmudgeon complaining about how kids today <laughs> never get tired. of it. No, no, this is uh, and TikTok apparently never gets tired. Of, of <laughs> no, don't. There's a lot of young folks on there. That don't like getting talked about like, well, well they just well, don't well, like, I'll, I'll tell you what, my God, I, I saw something uh, really interesting on one of these social media sites and spent more time watching it than I thought I would. I think you would be very entertained by this. And what it was, was these darn kids who have their own podcasts. I don't, I don't know if this is a thing or not. Daniel can, Daniel's younger. He can tell me if this is a thing or not, but what it is, is young people on their podcasts and they listen to old hits for the first time. Like you have two people that are, they just have their podcast. They've never heard the righteous brothers sing unchained melody before. Or they've never heard Stairway to Heaven before. Or the one that was really funny was they never heard Charlie Daniels do Devil Went Down to Georgia before. And it is hilarious. You know, these are songs that you and I, we've heard 10 million times. And we, we know all the words. We certainly know the melody. We, you know, we have our opinions on the things that we like. Great old songs, but th- those kids today, all they know is their music that has been recorded in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. And so the big hits of the 60s and 70s, they've never heard it before. And and according to these podcasts, their reaction is, oh, my God, this is this is actually good. I can't believe it, what these grandpas listen to. Well, there is hope for society then. Yeah, well, <laughs> one one song, one podcast at a time. It kind of reminds me of, I mean, I've seen this. I I don't know if this is popular. I think it is, though, where, like, people will go watch people play video games on, like. That is a thing. YouTube or that something like that. Yeah, it's big. Why in the hell would that be big? They're making well, millions of dollars out there. Okay. Well, that just says all you need to know about society. Agreed. I mean, that, doesn't, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, who, who in the world thought a video game. Or for that matter, music listening is entertainment or what, what watching. Well, watching somebody else hear a song for the first time and be blown away by, oh my God, the Beatles are actually good, you know, and I'm sitting there watching it going, yeah, no joke. <laughs> That's why they're the most popular band of all time. They're kind of okay. But the, I don't it, like the Beatles. It, it's <laughs> of course not. But you know the since since the top the theme of the show always is these kids today and you know the, the they're morons. Well, try try <laughs> they, they literally are morons. Try the exception are the non morons. 
try, <laughs> try to get them to listen to, you know, you know, when I was raising my kids, you know, let me turn you on to all these artists from the seventies that I, I just absolutely love this music and you get, you get hard eye roll and I just don't get it. And then I try to not be an old man and listen to music today. I can just about get my head around modern country, even though it ain't country music. Right. I mean, I, I, I like some, some new country, but you know, my son who's 20, he does like old music. He collects old oh. records. He'll, there's a place called the little big store down in Raymond. Great. They're, they're not a sponsor. But I mean, it's an amazing, amazing place. It's just an old, old train train deep, and he has thousands and thousands and thousands of obscure and old records. I I bought my son some old limited release Grateful Dead concert. It cost me a, a mint. I got him for, for his high school graduation yeah. actually. But at least he goes out to experience it. Now, I'd slap him if he sat there and watched a video of somebody else listening to that Grateful Dead uh, Thank you. radio. Makes, go go get the thing and experience it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, as far as that, that's what they do. I mean, it, you stumble across it and you, you watch it. It's like you're watching a car wreck. You just, instead, two cars. It, yeah, that's it's what it is. That's morons. what it is. Right. I, it's just, I watch it with incredulity right. of... I mean, it, although it makes sense, seriously, you've never heard this song before. Right. It was everywhere in 1975. I mean, the Beatles were everywhere for 20 years, and you have just no cultural memory whatsoever. And they will vote. And do vote. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's half the entertainment of looking at these these youngsters nowadays. And talking to youngsters, youngsters nowadays. It's just being marveled at the idiocy. It's just, it, and it never, Well, there, there's no ceiling to it. It just keeps, I mean, there's no way that this is the world we, we well, actually are living in. Let, 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 uh, me right chal- let me challenge you on that. It, it's the matrix. I don't believe it. Well, let, let me challenge you on that. Let, let me see if, if I can make an argument for the young people, which is you're going to have a hard time finding a generation that did not throw the ethics and the cultural and, and the culture of their forebears into the garbage can and say, I'm not listening to that. People in the 60s, I'm not listening to bebop music. I'm not listening to Frank Sinatra. People in the 50s, I'm not listening to big band People in the 40s, I'm not listening to hillbilly music. People in the 70s, I'm not listening to that saccharine sweet, you know, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. I'm not listening to that. It all broke down in the 80s when music just absolutely died other than punk and hair bands, which is which nobody likes that. Yeah. The 80s were the greatest. That was the greatest generation (laughs) for music in the history of mankind. That's the stupidest thing you've said you had. There, there, that that was a. Well, that I was a, there. That's a compliment, I, Dave. I've I, said a I, lot of stupid I, stuff. I was there. That that the eighties was a cultural wasteland. That that's when you had all the clothes were neon and one color and giant shoulder pads for women and the TV shows were lame and music. Liter- I, literally, I, this is the worst ten minutes of my life. <laughs> 
Well, you you like hair bands. I had nobody likes hair bands. Even in the eighties, nobody liked hair bands except for the drug kids. I had and and the cool kids tried to like punk, but they couldn't get their head around it. And so the seventies had to be replayed. That's when the oldie station started. Was during the eighties because the new music was so bad that they just had to replay the hits for the sixties and seventies for another decade until somebody in Seattle came up with grunge in the nineties and somebody in New York came up with hip hop in the late eighties and music just kind of started all over again. But the eighties is just this, this dead space. It's the dead sea of music. I, you know this, don't you're sitting there acting like you don't know, but you know. I was going to buy you a drink after this, but I'm not. But I had a mullet and an earring in the 80s, and so I was cool. And, you know, I, I enjoyed going to the Guns N' Roses Skid Row concert in Birmingham because those are the two greatest bands of all time. Definitionally, they are music. And Guns N' Roses is the greatest band that's ever lived ever existed maybe the beatles could have opened up for him at some point maybe but i don't i don't think they were worthy you're gonna be a big star man because you'll say i'm just saying you know axel rose is is by far the greatest lead vocalist in the (laughs) history of of music i mean i could go on ozzy osbourne is a living legend although he's barely living I mean, I, I can't even express to you uh, the level of art, artistry contained in the hair metal movement. It's awe-inspiring. It will be taught in universities for hundreds and hundreds of years. And up with Mozart, Handel. Uh, which nobody, which isn't taught anymore because who listens to I understand. I'm sorry but to say. It, it just goes to the, to the level of artistry and excellence and actually making humanity better it is a it is a a contribution i'm just letting you go i'm just letting you go man it's it needed to be said and so that that level of of excellence of perfection which was the hair metal movement in the 80s not something that youngsters could ever recognize or certainly not do duplicate because as best i can tell i don't even know what this heck music is I could not tell you a song. I don't know if they well, have that was songs. My next, that was is my next AI? question. What is it? I don't know. That, that was my next question. When you're when you're rolling around, when you're going up to Starville or wherever, right. and, and you've got an hour in the truck, are you popping in your '80s eight track tape? Are you listen or what? Are you, what are you listening to? I now? listen to "Sweet Child of Mine" on loop uh, everywhere I go. Again. It's the only song I have listened to in the last eleven years, Dave. The mo- okay. And don't judge me. I'm judging you hard. You you listen to nothing that's been recorded in the last ten or fifteen. I, no, that's years. not true. I will You're dead uh, to it. No, the music is dead. I do listen to some some. I have on my serious radio. You got your eighties, you know, and, and it's preset clearly. And then I do listen to the highway, some modern country. I'll go back back and forth. All the music that you would expect for an old grumpy white guy to listen to so well you're and i went to a harry styles concert so there you go well you're you're not much different than most people who get their get their cultural bearings somewhere between age 
15 and 25, the music that they like, that's, that's the music is in that decade of their life. The, I listened to a rap song yesterday though. Did you really? I did. What was it? It was the Tom McDonald, Ben Shapiro rap song called Facts. Greatest song probably ever made that wasn't made by Guns N' Roses. Is this a political song? Yeah, I I'm mean, it, it, it is. But it's it's number one on iTunes right now. Is it really? I wish we could play it, but I mean, it is just Yeah, that. he's sober too. Who is? Which one? Tom McDonald. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he got dreadlocks, tattoos all over his face. He had a, some real bad substance abuse issues back in the day. Cleaned himself up. Well-read guy. He's actually a smart guy. Had Ben Shapiro. You know who Ben Shapiro is political yeah. commentator, yeah, Daily yeah, yeah. Wire, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, conservative, real conservative guy. And even beyond that, not just politically conservative, but just as a human, you just can't possibly see him rap. And he does some little speak, speak rapping. He doesn't rap as like as good as I could or something, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a funny, funny troll kind of song, but it's, it's got some, is, is it popular because it's good or is it popular because it's, it has political sentiment the that second, people want the second so it's not it, it's, it's it, it would not stand alone no i don't think with, so. without the politics in it probably not it's not awful it's so. oh it's not awful I'll, I'll grant you that it's it's not it's not but you know i'm i'm quite sure it got the boost because of of the nature of the the, the words and the, the political message the kind of the anti-woke yeah. and it was it was very it was very direct on on that which of course lends itself to me listening to it i'm gonna listen to that song on loop for the next 11 years <laughs> so i'm anti-woke dave yeah shock yeah very very anti-woke yeah, shock there <laughs> <laughs> but all right i'm glad i convinced you on the 80s rock we can move along if you'd like yeah what's your next topic man? oh no 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 this, this is this is your show dave i, I just occasionally pop in there with my negative views on things well you know i i wonder if you have any thought of i want to keep up with what's going on i want to keep up with the modern anything what the kids are listening to today as, as it were what what what's their music music what's their cultural outlook what are the shows that they watch what's their what's their thing or is it you know what Fifty-one years old. What do I care? Well, you know, I'm just going to do the thing that I. It's like impossible to do. now. I really thought, you know, back in our day, you know, our parents, whatever, they didn't understand us much. But it seems like there wasn't that much to understand. I mean, it was a kind of a simpler world. I mean, you might like I'm. I got some cassette tapes of Guns and Roses and Alice in Chains and and Skid Row and all that stuff, and that was kind of in a Walkman and a TV with three channels. So I mean, it wasn't that much to really keep up with culturally. Oh, I. I couldn't figure out what my daughter's into totally if I tried. I mean, I don't even know the names of all these Insta chats and all that kind of stuff and getting in and who see. I mean, I don't even know how you buy a record. I actually tried to buy a CD not too long back. I don't think you like online or, or in like at a store, at, at a store. and I felt like an idiot, which cause I, I was and cause it passed me by. I remember going to do that back in the day. Sure. So apparently you, I couldn't tell you how to buy a, a music or a, a, a song or an album online or something. Apparently, you can download it. I, I've never done that. I don't even know. I've literally well, never downloaded it's or fun. bought an iTunes 
or whatever, whatever that is. So, I mean, how can I keep up? Well, yeah, I, it's funny that you say that because I was actually like thinking about you, you had said, if we're going to do a book club, which we're not going to do, but we can talk about books if we want to. So I thought, you know, I'm on my iPad and I thought, well, Atlas Shrugged, Ayn Rand's book that you were talking about, whenever that was, that was written, I want to say in the 1930s. And so I thought, well, copyright has expired. It's probably a $2 on, you know, you can, hey, guess what? You can download books on your iPad if you want to do. I've done it a million times. I am familiar with Audible. Okay. Long plane trips. Yeah. Somebody turned me on to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I always figured that I was going to be a hold the book in your hand, paper book kind of guy. It turns out downloading books on an iPad has its advantages, has a lot of advantages. So anyway, all that to say, I was going to download, I figured for two bucks, a copy of Atlas Shrugged and just see how good or how bad is it going to be? God, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well, you know, and then I had, you know, the most modern problem in the world, which is, you know, there's a download button. So again, this, this is all happening on my iPad. I hit the download button. Please enter your Apple ID and your password. And so, okay. I enter my Apple ID. Bama sucks. (laughs) <laughs> in incorrect pat incorrect password no that is very um, correct password Dave. incorrect password okay alabama sucks no <laughs> alabama tide sucks no screw Al- it i'm done here yeah, yeah well yeah. you know i'm persistent alabama crimson tide sucks no Alabama Crimson Tide <laughs> sucks exclamation point no Alabama no Bama Crimson Tide sucks exclamation point 69 no Alabama Tide sucks no Alabama Crimson 69 Tide exclamation point sucks it appears that hmm it looks like you're having problems with your password would you would you like to reset your password yes to reset your password you will have to answer security questions question one what was the first car that you ever owned okay that's easy 1966 galaxy no 1966 well 1966 ford galaxy no ford galaxy no Blue 1966 Ford Galaxy. No. A, you are persistent, A, aren't you? Blue 1966 Ford Galaxy. No. <laughs> it just You've had a bad week. Yeah. Yeah. It just kept coming. So and and I guess I should say this too. You didn't read the book, I guess. Uh, well, there were problems. I'm telling you that there were technical difficulties. So, and I say all that, look, that is what the password, one of those things probably is what the password is, but it turns out I'll never know. Maybe it was all of them. I don't know. It's going to sound like I'm making fun of Alabama or I don't like Alabama. And like you say, that those were all the right answers. But then it occurred to me, any, anybody who knows who is an Alabama fan? I don't know why they would be offended because the only reason people don't like Alabama they're good is is because they're good. 
you know, like no, nobody's Apple password is Kentucky sucks. Kentucky Wildcats sucks. Kentucky Wildcats football sucks. Right. Nobody it's always Alabama that, yeah. sucks or Mississippi State sucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody hates Kentucky. Well, I take that back. There, there is one fan base that absolutely hates like Kentucky football. Louisville. Kentucky fans. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> You know, when Man. you think about it, I take that. You know, I should have saw that one. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's like I, I was thinking, like, you know, who hates Mississippi State football more than anybody? It's not Ole Miss. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the Mississippi State fans. Why do you have to go so well, close to home? No, it's you know, it, it was like that way with LSU when we were losing. When I was a kid, we we routinely, you know, you had eleven game seasons, and it was nothing unusual to go four and seven, five and six, and you know. Yeah, I've said this before, being an LSU fan or maybe a Mississippi State fan, it's like loving a bad woman. You know, every now and then she treats you nice. Every now and then, you know, you're on that trip to Cozumel. You're on that nine. Yeah. Careful, Ole Miss fans. Right now, you're on that trip to Cozumel with Ole Miss. You've never had more wins than you've just had. You're having a good time. You're on the beach. You know, you're sipping that favorite drink. You know, you're, y'all are having these wonderful nights together. Ole Miss fan, enjoy it while you can. Because sooner or later, you're going to come back to work. You're going to come back to your regular life. You're going to come back to Monday. And you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to face up to the hard reality that is, you know, college football today under the circumstances. Oh, Nicki Minaj. I thought of a, a singer. That's all. I'm sorry. I'll interrupt you. <laughs> you answer something. Did I know? And I, I read something. Nicki Minaj. I have no idea who she is, <laughs> but I saw that name and she said it was a singer. <laughs> you okay? I've been racking my brain to think of an actual modern singer over here. Okay. Young, like a all right. Studio audience. Is that, is that a modern singer? Or is that somebody from 10 years ago? It could be. No, it's oh. modern. Yes. Yep. And I think Snoop Dogg. Is he modern? Oh, but that, that, that's, I heard of him. Yeah, that that's like saying he's and, old but yet relevant. Yeah, still today. Well, uh, always. Uh, you know, he's just part of the zeitgeist. I get that. But the <laughs> Kid Rock, who was a great American, I saw him shooting up Bud Light. <laughs> shooting up Bud Light. Oh yeah, he's talking about shooting up Bud Light. Oh, back when the when the when the Bud Bud Light folks had that had that that Mulva- Dylan. What now? Dylan Mulvaney? Yeah, that was dressed up as a chick. And and so What are you talking about? Oh <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that that the Dylan Mulvaney, who used to be an actor or whatever, and and look, we got all these youngins, you know, they just they don't they don't know music. Apparently they don't know genders. I don't know. But he started dressing up as a as a as a as a woman and saying he was a woman and then doing some sort of day in the life of a woman, which I find to be deeply insulting to actual women who have spent their, their life giving birth, facing actual, uh, that, that, right. You know, being, you know, I don't know, actually existing as a woman, overcoming obstacles, et cetera, et cetera, either which way that. And so then she did an endorsement. I mean, Bud Light paid her whatever to, I don't know, do an ad. Paid Dylan. Yeah. Dylan. No, who is no, 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 that's not how <clears throat> it was. Bud Light. Gave, created a six pack with his her face on it, and then he posted about it. They didn't pay him anything. 
they just gave him some a, a beer. That's that's what I heard. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, whatever. But I mean, it was coordinated between Bud Light and and old Dylan there to advertise on some level, yeah. so with some arrangement or whatever. I'm just saying this is what the prelude to you know it caused quite a controversy because look, Bud Light. Look, there's plumbers, football games. I mean, you know, look, man's man kind of kind of deal. And so Kid Rock found it to be ridiculous. And just so he he took it, went out to his field, just shot up a bunch of Bud Light and said he wouldn't drink Bud Light anymore. But why not? Well, what what is what does he care whether Bud Light wants to have some Dylan Malt? Mulvaney. What's the some Dylan Mulvaney pictures on the what does he care? Well, because some folks, some, you know, so those old curmudgeon types that aren't enlightened really find the 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 pushing of what used to be until very oh, recently I know, I know a mental disorder. Okay, I know what you're and pushing it mainly on children, which is obviously a huge problem. But then just like, it really like pushed it on just common regular folk that just want to have a beer after work. And, and Hey, how about Hank Williams jr. Keep doing the, the, the theme song for Bud Light or whatever or ads, or now they got, you know, the UFC fights are sponsored, but they're, they're, they're trying to clean it up by being sponsors for uh, more manly pursuits. But, and so that would be the problem that those old curmudgeon types, and Kid Rock might have there that it's just, it's enough. It's just, for God's sake, it's enough. And who, what tone deaf human being chose that image of humanity to market Bud Light? Well, you know, it sounds like know. the concern, I'll use air quotes for concerns, is they don't want corporations normalizing. Right. Or in many cases, I would uh, think old curmudgeons would 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 uh, argue, and, and certainly plenty of women would as well, that this concept that old Dylan gets to be woman of the year, or uh, you know, oh, this was was woman I, I of the year she, too. I didn't well, hear I that think, part. I think old Dylan has won various awards like that. I mean, or or been invited to, and or somehow it went to the White House. Went to the White House to celebrate uh, her. her his life of a woman show that he does online or whatever, which is to the old curmudgeons such as kid rock or other people deeply offensive to actual women, woman, women who have spent their life as a woman overcoming the obstacles and dealing with the issues that really do affect women their whole life. I know that that official with, I cannot remember uh, the Biden administration, Fella, that is crossdresser that got arrested for stealing oh, luggage. Not that one, but that's a whole other one. <laughs> but it's it, it's it's my God. What did indeed win woman of of the year? Bruce Jenner? No, no, no. In the Biden administration, oh. it was a military. It's the oh my, I can't remember Rachel Levin. No, 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 that's the that's a different person. It might have been Rachel. I don't know either which way, but had been a man in the military for the first 55 years of his life, decided to be a woman the last couple, and then wins wins woman of the year or most influential woman. I cannot. And if you pull up the picture, you'll go, holy God almighty. But 
it, it, that's deeply offensive to say the 57 year old woman nah, that has always been a woman her whole life well, bore children had to juggle juggle work and children and husbands and and Rachel right, Levine right Rachel Levine I, I was right Rachel Levine okay now pull that did you uh, yeah it's right there okay well as you can tell hadn't been a woman long of lgbtq harassment and specifically transphobia directed at me that that's enough of that well you know there's uh, woman of the year i I got a few ideas about that one there there are some people who do cross dressing and they're really believable at it and kuda and that and that's not one by that, the way. that person is is like not really trying hard and try harder to, to be convincing please my my much larger point is over people being deeply offended by anything not uh, fair uh, enough on, on, on the cultural thing if you don't like what bud light's doing don't drink bud light uh, well, that's you know, all that who, happened. You know, who yeah. cares? Right. Who cares? Yeah. I, I remember the thing about, well, we're going to boycott Chick-fil-A because of this. We're going to boycott Disney because of the other thing, you know, just do your thing, man. It, from what I can tell, a lot of people who are deeply offended are actually deeply delighted when they see somebody step a toe out of line of whatever line these pe- the deeply offended person is drawing, right. they're, they're delighted. They love it because now they're going to call you a fill in the blank. You know, you're, you're a, some kind of phobe and you're not deeply offended. And I'm, I'm, I'm shooting the same argument against right, left, you know, what, wherever you come from, Whatever, whatever your your thing is, stop being deeply offended. Just let let the other guy do what the other guy does. Let him think the way that he thinks. Let Fair him, you know, if if you don't want TV shows to portray something, start your own. If you don't want the movie, you know, like we were talking about, you know, the Barbie movie and how it was somehow, you know, it was it, deeply offensive. Dave. It was deeply offensive. Don't watch. You know, are, you know, just, you know, you can say they're making a point. I don't, here's, here's an idea. They're making a point. I don't agree with a point. I'm okay. not offended by it. Just, I don't agree with their point. Oh, so I, what? I agree. Look, I mean, I don't care what Rachel, I mean, no, I could I care mean, less. They can knock yourself out. You can dress any way you want. You can call yourself whatever you, you want. Again, I, I don't, and I'm perfectly I, fine with who, whomever, but again, if, if, if you want to do it, don't don't make other folks be happy about it. I mean, I don't. I mean, well, I'm well but I mean that, I that that's I and I and I'm saying the opposite. I, I you know I why care. why even care about it? I mean that that's why yeah. I well because they get mad at people for not recognizing what they think, recognizing, not believing. No, not even not even recognizing. It's gotten one. There's one extra step that has been taken. It's not recognizing. It's not accepting. At this point. You must celebrate it. Celebrate it. It's not okay. Nobody's coming up to you and telling you to celebrate anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, no, you can't. Yeah. Nobody's coming up to you and telling you this. Nobody's coming up to me. This is the reason that I gave up on the news was my opinions, my caring didn't move the needle on anything that mattered either in the world. Nobody in the world cared because I felt this way about 
pick an issue, pick any issue. And my feeling one way or the other about it didn't move the needle in the world and didn't make my life any better. So if it's not helping anybody else and it's not helping me, why am I getting so wrapped up in it? So I let it go. And all this cultural war, you know, where, you know, society is either, you know, so backwards that we need to be celebrating things or so crazy woke that, you know, just wherever you come from on it, whoever's listening to this, I'll bet you nobody is actually coming up to you and saying, you're going to be fired if you don't celebrate something. Oh, I, I really? promise you that's inaccurate. And, and not only that, you it, personally, Oh, not me. No. Daniel, no, no, not here. No, no. I'm not talking about here in Mississippi. About. I'm talking about in, you know, in LA or San Francisco. Well, that's, or, that's fine. I mean, try being that one hockey player that didn't want to take part in pride night, but that's you, but you, that, but that, 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 that's okay. the, that's the hockey player. I understand. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's not as if that battle is not out there. You know, I ask, Ask Jordan Peterson about his his getting rung up up there in Canada. I mean, I know it's, just, it's the same continent, Dave, and it's and it it that that virus, the woke mind virus, it it doesn't know borders. So it's it's kind of like COVID. I need some plexiglass. Are you going to change it? No, I mean, look, there you go. All that it requires for evil to triumph is for a good men to do nothing. Okay, so what what good are you going to do to stop evil from flourishing? Hey. What whatever evil it is being defined, what are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. I listen on loop to Guns and Roses, yeah. and I occasionally go out in the field and shoot Bud Light cans. Well, and that's my contribution. Well, yeah, let, let let me give you the let me give you my better idea instead of listening to the talk radio or the CNN or the whoever it is that 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 you know really gets you going why not put all that aside and say i'm going to work on myself i'm going to work on my own life i'm going to work on my own gratitude i'm going to get healthier i'm going to get smarter i'm going to get more connected to the people around me and the way that i'm going to change the world is by starting with me instead of complaining about the hockey player or the actor getting or, or what's going on in the white house none of which you can affect the one thing that that you that you really can move the needle on is yourself. Uh, you don't; those aren't mutually exclusive. They endeavors. are mutually. They are mutually exclusive yeah. because it's it's a terrible, in my opinion, it is a terrible hobby to get caught up in all the cultural stuff that is going on that you cannot change. And no matter how much you care about it, you're not going to change it in the world and it's not going to change you in your life. Do the, and, and it's going to distract you from what are, you know, what are the things that you can do in your life? What do you want to be? I agree what, with you. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, if, if you're obsessed with it, I mean, I, 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 we were filling some time on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, I don't really me, walk down the road stopping people and going, you know what? Well, I'll, I'll you know. okay. Well, I'll, and I'll, I'll, as, as ever, it's just for I, the millions of people out here listening, Dave. Yeah, I as, thought. as ever, I'll take the, I will take the opposite approach you and always say, do. funny how that works. <laughs> and, and say, I, I would read articles and I would get mad. I mm-hmm. would watch 
shows, I would watch political shows and I would get mad. And I, I tried to be an equal opportunity, watch stuff from the left, read stuff from the left, watch stuff, read stuff from the right. And whoever was saying things that, that I totally disagreed with, I would get upset about it. And I don't think I'm the only one. Oh, I know. I, I it, don't it, think these shows and magazines and what they don't exist, but that people get emotionally invested and they get mad. Yeah, and it's getting worse and worse. I, I agree with that. I, 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 but I'm, I'm completely on, on, on the side of, look, my views, or maybe I'm, maybe these aren't my views. Maybe this is just an old curmudgeon that I'm talking about. They might not be mine, but it, regardless of, 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 of who owns those, those views, I fully understand other folks can have completely other views and they should. And, the, and I, I, I just don't understand the whole getting offended by other people's views. I, I think that's a good thing. If, if you are fully in favor of the whole gender ideology or woke ideology, well, good for you. But yeah. we should be, it's, it shouldn't be a religious pursuit. And that's the problem nowadays with politics. It is very much akin to a, a very doctrinaire religiosity it's if you do not agree I with this that. with this view then you are excommunicated there is not a logical argument you know instead you know you're, in the religious view would be you're a sinner well in the political view well you're a racist or you're a homophobe it's not a, an actual argument about the merits and it shouldn't even be an argument it should be a discussion and at the end of the day if two people disagree so what that is what makes america great along with hair metal and traffic laws all right. I mean, it's true. I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I, I think the, I think the problem is people are internalizing a really insig, in, insignificant problem in comparison to what their real problems are in your life, what your real problems are. If you made a list, the hockey player that had to do whatever it was, that, that ought to be so far down the list that, I don't know why it would command your much of your attention at all, other than to well, say. Well, they came to get the hockey player today. They'll come to get me or my children yeah, sure 10 years from now. Yeah, sure they are. Yeah, sure they are. The woke mob. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's another mob on the other side, and there's another mob on the other side. <clears throat> They're not going to go away. They're going to have their fight. It, it, somebody figured out decades ago, maybe it was Rush Limbaugh, that getting people pissed off is fantastic for ratings. And so he got people pissed off and people on the left figured out, well, we can get people pissed off from our perspective. We'll get them pissed off. And it's a whole lot of pissed off people. I hadn't heard and a they, Rush and, Limbaugh reference in yeah. a long time. I, I began listening to him back in 1993 when I was a meat cutter at the Western Sizzlin in Starkville, Mississippi. Oh, we hadn't talked about that job. Uh, I was a meat cutter back in the day. I was a meat cutter, a forklift driver, a pallet jack operator, an order selector, a roofer. I used to plant the grass on the side of highways, operating a hay cannon. A painter painted all sorts of apartment complexes and the like. What else? Yeah. You are you are the grocery original store, man of the people. Grocery, man, I love grocery this. store manager, dollar store manager. A working man. I got a lot of calluses on the hand there, day. <laughs> you know the the hair the hair metal band. Absolutely. 
thing is really coming into focus for me all of a sudden. Oh, yep. I'm starting to see where it all comes from. Congratulations. Yeah. I, I'm proud of you. Uh, mullet, trailer. It's a straight line. It is. I mean, <laughs> the trajectory is. is perfect. Yeah. I mean, you, you get the, you get the drift, but, uh, all right. Well, how long have we been doing this today? One fifteen. Oh, oh wow. That's, got, that's way too we long. Got, we can't even get into seatbelt laws. <laughs> I was talking about, we were talking about traffic laws. I hate seatbelt laws. It's the most unconstitutional law ever, but maybe we can talk about it next time. Well, we'll, we'll start next week with seatbelt laws and motorcycle helmet oh, laws. Hate them. Hate them. Oh my God. Speed limits. Those out the book, child, child restraints, child safety seats. No, I, that, it's fine. all got to go. Oh no. No. Let the parent be free. Let oh, them my do God. as they will. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. God bless the Constitution. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, as always, we went on way too long, but I do appreciate everybody who actually listens. It amazes me that you do, as I say every week, but keep at it. We finally cracked 10. It's done. <laughs> it's uh, two minutes from being in the books. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. God bless America. God bless America.